Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library, and today I have another great guest on. And the reason why I say that this is a great guest is because he talks about a topic that I think all of us need to embrace, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're, you know, I guess you consider yourself a leader in a big business or whether you're a professional, and that comes down to leadership. Now, I know a lot of people talk about leadership in the theoretical. What I really liked, because he's the author of a best-selling book that actually gives you a practical toolkit of how you can become a better, more proactive leader. So I want to welcome to the show, Alan Hunkins. Welcome to the show. Terrell, thanks for having me. I'm really excited for our conversation. It's a, it's a real honor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, before we jump deep into you know the leadership code, tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. Yeah. I mean, for me, I guess, uh, you know, you don't wake up when you're eight years old and think, I want to be a leadership person. <laughs> it's not where your mind is. But what I have always been interested in is people. So I came from a family of performing artists. My dad's family are musicians and actors. I actually went to drama school. I studied psychology. So why people do what they do and what I've come to understand, and when I talk about leadership, I'm not talking about a position or a job title or power. Anytime that any of us are trying to get anyone to do anything, and that could be somebody else, it could be ourselves, but anytime that we want to do that, that kind of influence, that takes leadership. So if you look at leadership through that entire lens, all of us are leading all the time, every day. So for me, that's what got me interested in this field and got me on this path of teaching and learning and being a guide around leadership. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people get stuck into the, like I said, the, the other, I guess you say, perspective of leadership like it is about a position. So was it anything that really triggered you to really step outside of like, no, it's not about a position. It, it, it's kind of the description you, you just described. Yeah, I can bring this to life. Actually, I, had a, you know, I think we all learn things through wake-up calls sometimes. And I'll tell you a story about a wake-up call. This happened to me back in 1999. So I had spent two years at that point. I had been volunteering for a not-for-profit, a leadership development company that was actually a not-for-profit organization that I was doing all kinds of volunteer work. And I've been there for three years. And I was a super volunteer. And the executive director stepped down. And I thought, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring and step up to see. And it's a volunteer organization. So it's done by election. So this one other guy named Gary decided he wanted to run for executive director as well. And I thought, eh, Gary's been around like four months. I've been here for three years. There's no way he's going to win this election. So I'm feeling all full of myself. So we go to the annual meeting. They have this election, right? So there are about 40 people there. They're all voting. So the ballots are all cast and counted. And then someone announces the final score. It's been 33 to 6. My first thought was, yes, I crushed him. And then I found out actually Gary got the 33 votes and I got wow. six. And I was like, oh my gosh, how the hell did that happen? I was floored. And it was like such a wake up call. And it, literally it took me six weeks before I could, you know, drag myself to, to reach Gary and talk to him about what had happened. And I did. I went out for lunch with him and I said, kind of half jokingly, so Gary, did you know you get all those votes? And he said, <laughs> dead serious. He said, of course I did. What do you mean? He said, Yeah. I actually reached out to people and I made connections with them and, and I asked them why they were involved in the organization and to share what they were hoping it would do. And then I shared with them my vision and I said, I'm looking to form a team of people to make some things happen. Will you join me and come and vote for me? So as he says all this, you know, you know, those moments we have this like blinding flash of the obvious, like, wait, you can ask people, you can connect. So up until that point, I thought leadership was something that was a title. It was something that you earned that 
your work spoke for itself. And what I learned from that conversation and have since gone on is what I call the three skill sets or three secrets to being a strong leader, which are around connection, right? So Gary reached out and built a human to human connection, which anyone as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a leader, you need to make personal connections. We're all in the people business. The next one is around communication. So how do you create shared understanding between you and the other person? And then collaboration, how are you gonna to work together? So that's where I learned that leadership isn't just a fixed static position. It's actually a, a dynamic way of being and a way of acting in the world. Wow, I think that is amazing. So, you know, I'm curious as to after that experience, you know, what were some of the things that you, you, you noticed change about yourself and the way you thought about, you know, like I said, leadership and the way you approach things after that election experience? Well, to be honest, Terrell, before that, I was not exactly what we'd call a people person. You know, I sort of took people for granted, you know, I mean, like probably everyone's parents at some point said, say, please say thank you. I mean, I was polite to that point, but in terms of going the extra mile of making an effort to reach out to people, to follow up, to really say thank you. It's funny, you know, there's been all this great research about things like gratitude, for example. And the fact is gratitude, not feeling appreciated is the number one reason why people leave jobs. And the amazing thing, and Harvard did this study, where they found that 60% of people either never or rarely appreciate others in the workplace, right? So it's just this disconnect of just the, the, this basic human beingness that we should be bringing to our stuff. So for me, the big next step was around, I take a ratchet up my people skills because, and this isn't necessarily only face-to-face. -face. So for example, if you are trying to reach a new prospect and you're emailing them, how are you personalizing and trying to find a common bond and connection? So they want to read your email instead of going, oh, this is just another stupid sales letter and I'm going to throw it away. So for, you know, when I coach people around this, like how do you form human to human connection, no matter the media, no matter the format, but so for me, that's where it started. And that was a huge thing that changed from that moment with Gary. Wow. And I mean, and speaking of that, like I said, the reaching out the email and trying to connect with people. I mean, I think that's one of the areas that I found in talking to a lot of entrepreneurs that they tend to struggle with. So how did you go about really developing, like I said, the entrepreneurial side of providing that leadership training? Like, what was that journey like for you? Well, for me, what it really comes down to is, I mean, I think we all have these great ideas, right? So I was like, okay, so I want to, I have this good stuff and this kind and a lot of people have good stuff and that's good content, but that's just one small part of the entrepreneurial equation. And the fact is, you know, the other two big parts are getting the social proof, which is who says you're good and how reputable are they? So I can now turn, you know, with my book over my shoulder and I can show you that Dan Pink endorsed it on the cover. And I've got, so like, oh, suddenly this guy might be worth listening to. Um, so, so social proof is big, getting other people. And the other huge thing, in fact, I think as big, if not bigger than social proof is your network. And so for me, it's how do you continually and not just networking for networking's sake. And I'll give you an example, because I'm sure most people that are listening right now are on LinkedIn. How many of you send out LinkedIn invites that are not personalized, just like send it automated? Like, oh. to me, why would you do that? I mean, are you trying to collect 
connections as though they're just like a stamp collection. What are you planning to do with this as opposed to investing a little bit of time? So for me, a big part of this is how do you focus on creating quality connections so that you can create something from them? And there are ways to do this where you start creating copy paste templates that you can personalize. So it's learning how to combine high tech and high touch. And so as you think about scaling your business, how do you create systems that support you being able to make the combination between high tech and high touch? Mm -hmm. And I think that is amazing. So, you know, with creating those systems and is that part of, you know, what people can expect when they pick up the book, The Leadership Code? Um, some of the systems are there. I mean, really uh, what I get into around cracking the leadership code is what are the principles? So if you want to be a better connector, here are some of the things you can do. If you want to be a better communicator, here are some of the things you can do. And also as importantly, here are some of the things that are going to get in your way because there are, I've seen, because I've worked with, you know, over 2000 groups of leaders in 25 years. And there are the same consistent five or 10 pitfalls that most people fall into. And so I want to help you to shorten your learning curve around what it means to be able to influence and connect with somebody else. So you'll get a ton of that in there. Um, there's also pieces around obviously collaboration. And then how do you make things simpler in your work environment? Because so many people are drowning in the sea of complexity. So how do you cut through that noise and make things simpler? Now, what was it that triggered for you to, to really take what you knew to, to really put it in the book and how did kind of the, the book creation process go for you? Yeah. So it wasn't as though I just sat down and went, I'm going to write a book about leadership. What do I think? <laughs> so for me, like I said, I've been working with thousands of groups and I knew I wanted to share some things. So what I started doing, and I think this is a great exercise for anyone, even if you think about never publishing things, which is what I started doing, because I would be with a client on a client site, and I'm sure you've done this, and stories happen, right? So it's like, oh, like this interchange, there's something that happens, and I take notes. I take little notes, like, and I think, oh, that note would be a really good story to turn into a blog post. And in 2011, I started doing a blog. And I got to say, the first two years, the blog sucked. I mean, I was, because I'm finding my voice. I'm learning, what am I writing about? And I was sporadic with how often I'd publish. And I was talking about this topic and that topic. But about two, 2013, I figured out what I was writing about, which was, I called it the business of behavior. And I put myself on a once a week publishing schedule. I published every Saturday and I did not miss a single Saturday for over four years, right? So, wow. so, Four years later, I've got 230 or so blog posts. I then started reviewing them and looking for common themes and putting them into different categories or buckets. And what I found, I had these three major themes that kept showing up over and over again with these great stories. One theme was connection, one was communication, and one was collaboration. And so that became the framework for creating a book. So then I found a book agent. I worked with an editor and we started shaping this and then we got a publishing deal with Wiley. And so that's what, that's how the book came into being. So it wasn't just, what do I think? Cause that's daunting. I got to sit down and write a 60,000 word book versus what do I know and start to capture those in smaller bits and pieces. Like you've heard the expression, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So for me, it was one blog at a time to start to build up the practice of generating the content as well as developing my own writing skill. Cause writing is something that gets better with practice. Mm -hmm. And now where can people get a copy of the book? Cause I know it's a bestseller and there's tremendous wisdom in there for people. So where can they get a copy of it? 
Yeah, easiest place to find out where you want to buy it. Well, first of all, is go to www.crackingtheleadershipcode.com. That is its own book webpage. And while you're there, you can choose to buy it at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or your local independent bookstore. There's links to that. Also, while you're there, you can download the first chapter of the book and give it a preview. And while you're there, you can check out my other work, which is all around helping people to become better leaders, whether it's individuals or teams or organizations. You can also feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Awesome. Now, before we started the interview, you mentioned about, you know, you were creating some content and filming some stuff earlier today. So um, is that the type of stuff that they can also expect other than the book when they go to the website as well? Go to my website. Yeah, if you check that out, because what I'm working on right now, which I'm super excited about, is I've partnered with a technology company where we've taken their technology platform, we've taken my leadership content, and we've made a lovely sandwich of that. And it is a 30-day online leadership challenge where we are taking the best principles out of gamification and positive psychology and habit formation and obviously leadership content and putting it all to, to an asynchronous online platform where you as part of a cohort community will get better at being a leader in literally just five to 10 minutes a day. So it's just practicing these skills and learning from each other. I know while we're recording this today, I'm currently doing a challenge. We are on day 18. I've got 120 leaders from 18 countries going through this. So it's super fun and it's super empowering and people are loving it. So I'm really excited to share this with the world. So you can check it out. We're running more throughout the rest of 2021 and beyond. Awesome. So what's some of the feedback that people usually give or the response they give as they're going through these programs? People are, well, one thing I just heard recently, somebody said, wow, you know, what you've given me is not just a framework and tools, but I now am looking at my day-to-day -day behavior. Now, this could be a business leader in an organization. It could be an entrepreneur. And they're saying, I am going through my day-to-day -day with this lens through which I'm seeing the world that I do leadership all day long and that I can get better at it all day long. There are things that I can do. So for example, a simple example, one, I do these micro learning videos, like the one I shot today is, and the theme on this one was about how important it is to make implicit assumptions explicit. So just after someone saw that video, they went and they were going to email a request to somebody else. And they said, you know, my usual tendency would be, I need this back soon. And they went, that's implicit. So they change it. They won't, I need this back by 4.30 PM. And they realize what a difference that makes, right? Just that little fix from I need this soon to I need this at 4.30. So it's those little tiny tweaks that start to make you so much more direct and strengthen your leadership. So there's a couple of examples of the way it's impacting people. Awesome. That is amazing. So yeah, def people can definitely go to your website to, to check that out. And before we wrap up, one question I always like to ask every guest that comes yeah. on is, you know, as you think about your journey of where you've been, you think about where you are now and the things that you've learned, you know, what's two pieces of advice that you would share with other business owners? Okay. Uh, number one is, and maybe you've heard the concept of adopting a growth mindset that comes from the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. So this idea of, and especially for entrepreneurs, which I think we all are, we're all leaders, we're all entrepreneurs, is you're not failing, you're learning. And so this idea of everything is an opportunity to learn. So if there's stuff you don't know, go, I don't know. And then there's three options. You can learn it yourself, you can pay someone to do it for you, or you can pay someone to teach you how to do it. Right? Or you can ask someone to coach you on it and maybe not pay them. So 
isn't it cool that that's an option? So number one is think of yourself as a lifelong learner. That is the number one skill that you're going to need to be successful in anything because God knows that who knows what the world's going to look like in five years or 10 years. Right? Look how different it is today than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. One thing we know, we need to keep learning. Number two, one of the best ways to keep learning is to seek out feedback from other people. Say, hey, what do you think I'm doing well? And more importantly, what do you think I could be doing even better? And then really listen to them. Don't get defensive and, and start to justify. No, but, 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 but listen to what they're having to say and then say thank you. And then get more than just a sample size of one, hear from a number of different people and then sit on it, digest it, and then start acting on it because that is the shortest way to start to strengthen some of those blind spots. People are notoriously bad at being self-aware of what you're good at and what you're not. And feedback is a way to basically hack that bias and, and shorten your learning curve. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your backstory, also explaining to us about, you know, the great things that you've done in your journey. Really enjoyed having you on the show. So it's been a pleasure. Terrell, thank you so much. It's really been my pleasure too. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the Business Talk Library is the place where business makes sense.